Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. We had a great day. Even though we forgot to eat. And you had a bad dream. And we got no sleep. Cause we were kissing. Um, so, so Max, uh, what is it? How does it feel to be talking to people from the snow capital of the world right now? Oh, you guys got some snow, yeah. Yeah, um, has, has Boston had any yet, or are you guys just, you know, a warm climb? Not not any real snow, no. <clears throat> but it's been a little little cold. So I have a, a co-worker who, uh, or a former co-worker, who moved from Charlottesville, where she grew up, uh, to Boston in October. And she has been furious that there have been multiple snow events in central Virginia in that time and basically nothing in Boston. So uh, I'm, I'm enjoying that as, you know, as a person who doesn't really like the snow, uh, but has been getting it. I'm, I'm indulging. I'm, I'm at least letting myself enjoy the, uh, the delicious irony of my, my friend leaving for the great white North only to find that, it's actually she left the great white mid-atlantic ha. yes those, there's a um there's a there's a football game soon today and i i don't believe it's going to be a, a snowball here unfortunately oh, that's a yeah, shame that's... that means the rivers won't be frozen over i i get that one because <laughs> philip rivers oh man classic um, trademark uh witty humor on this podcast yeah so, I mean, I know for me that the snow, fortunately, I, I make my food, but I, I'd imagine that, that there are people, as I, as I look at my window and see them tromping around, that they're going to be very upset when, they're, when their local um, food vendor is not open today. <clears throat> and, and I've been thinking this, this week, really the past two weeks, because I've had some stuff going at work, which has, uh, uh, you know, resulted in a lot of quote-unquote free lunches uh because those apparently don't exist um but uh so i I started making a list of of all the different places that i've i've kind of gotten food from recently um and this is in the immediate vicinity of my office they include chipotle and sweet green and chopped cava a place called little beet roti and then another place called tom yum district and you might think, oh, some of those are salad places, some of those are Mexican places, some of those are, I believe, Thai places. There's nothing that is is going to bind them all together. Um, and that's where you'd be wrong, because I realized after going to all of these different places that we are, we are pretty much at peak food um, uh, delivery, which is like from, from counter to your, your mouth, which is all of these foods came in bowls. And... <laughs> I'm slightly concerned because I'm also reminded of, I believe, at the wedding of Prince Harry and um, uh, I don't know what her term now is, Meghan Markle, but uh, her, our, her term you know, is Meghan Markle. Yeah. So the royalty of there, um, they had a they had their wedding and, and apparently what they served at the wedding uh, or the after reception thing was 
uh, described as bold food. And so I just don't know if if we're going to get any better than this. And I'm kind of concerned that I wanted to talk about it. Now, we should be clear that when you say bold food, you mean B-O-W-L-E-D, food served in bowls. Because much like the northeastern United States, actual (laughs) boldly flavored food is at least 75 years from hitting the shores of the United Kingdom. Or or anything that says it has bold flavors is is really just not. It's it's usually like uh I'm sure there're, you know, bold flavors of of Doritos or, or more likely Pringles. <laughs> Boldly flavored. It's like no, it just tastes more like acid. Right. It's got more salt on it. Um so I have noticed the same exact phenomenon. I I I work in a in an industry where there are lots of uh, vendors coming in and out of the office to give presentations on their their product offerings and to try to get us to spend our money with them. And you know, I, I've I've even coordinated a few of those, and and a lot of them, uh, a lot of them take place over lunchtime. You know, so uh, so you can wring an extra hour of productivity out of people, uh, which is it's fine. Uh, but that means they bring lunch. Uh, and, and we still, I would say that in Charlottesville, we still have a couple more uh, traditional sort of sandwichy places. Like we get lunch from Take It Away a fair amount. But yeah. we have the same sort of deal where uh, there's a lot of kava type places. Uh, we've had Chipotle before. Uh, and, and I mean, the food phenomenon of uh, the corner, which we all frequented at some point or other is this place called roots and, and roots is all about the the salad bowl the green bowl um yeah and you know i i think that you know what's so funny to me is that uh none of these places are actually the innovators uh, it, being i i think the the heaviest consumer of stand-up comedy uh of the three of us i think back to a Patton Oswalt bit from the late aughts, I believe, if not the early, early 2000s, uh, noting that the true future of food was the KFC famous bowl. The kernel was on the leading edge of this shit, which is amazing uh, in a really gross way. But yeah. I, I we talked about this no, don't make that face at me, Max. Case. Don't you it's slander disgusting. the good name of the Colonel? The what good name? The Colonel. Well, I don't know about the Colonel, but the bowl well, the is the, the bowl is the delicious. The Colonel's that's name the one is... with the with the mashed potatoes and the gravy and the popcorn chicken and the corn, right? You know and what cheese? You know what KFC's nickname is? Boston Popeyes. <laughs> Ooh, we have Popeyes here. Well, then why the fuck do you still have KFC? I don't think anyway. We do. uh, Popeyes oh. put him out of business. <laughs> we talked. So we talked about this a little bit a few days ago. And appears you expressed some incredulity at this trend. And I'm pretty sure I've got this one totally pegged. So, you know, uh, I think not our last episode, but the one before it was about uh, clothing brands and, and ones that market to millennials. And so there's this whole whole industry that's all about understanding who who our generation is for the purposes of you know uh, their consumption habits so that you as a marketer can effectively market to them 
Yeah. Now, one of the things that the knowers know about millennials is that we're we're health conscious. Now, what comes in bowls? Soup. Yes, that is <laughs> But soup is not a meal. I, I disrespectfully beg to differ. I, I'm not the person who actually believes that. So, um, no, uh, things things that are green and not just exactly. Soup. Yeah, it's it's salads, and and so, you know, uh, what? So if salads salads come in bowls, what's something that we tend to assume is healthy? even though healthy is a poor stand-in for nutritious, and even though oftentimes we actually make them very unnutritious with what we add to them. Egg salad, potato salad, tuna salad, chicken salad. Salad. Salad, salad. yes, salad. correct. Yeah. Macaroni salad. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think there are a ton of millennials out here in these streets making ham salad, but yeah, you're right. If you've ever made <laughs> ham salad, you would change your damn mind, let me tell you. But so, so basically what's happening here is that Savvy, savvy marketers are trying to make us think that everything is a salad. A Chipotle <laughs> burrito bowl is only a salad in the sense that there is often a nominal amount of lettuce on it, yeah. and it well, comes would... in a bowl. And really, even then, it's still only a salad compared to a Chipotle burrito, <laughs> yeah. which really ought to just – I mean, I feel like if you order a Chipotle burrito – Someone ought to just like shoot you or shove a stick of butter down your throat. For so you, you're you're eating a brick. You're eating a brick. Are you? you, You've turned this into a ragging on a Chipotle. I know. I've turned turned this into ragging on seven pound burritos. So so hold on, hold on, just a second, because I think that I I want to. I want to address your point, but also add another point there. <laughs> the, the people that, that maybe should be questions here, if, if we're doing that, which I think it's fine. If you're hungry, you're hungry, um, is the people who get the burrito bowl, which as we've discussed on this before with, with my, you know, my apologizing over the course of an entire episode, um, there is way more food in a burrito bowl than there is in a burrito. Because, But there are people who get the burrito bowl and then get a tortilla on the side and that's really the only thing between those those two anarchic models like those are both crazed things that are lawless but that's the difference um <clears throat> i would say though and and i think you've you've kind of by mentioning the burrito i do want to ask this of you max because i think that you are a big big chipotle person and i know that you would always tell me tales of your local one over in in arlington um what was the one thing in in kind of the Chipotle lineup or even the line itself that that could that could really make or break your your experience there? The one thing, like the person putting the food in, you mean? Yeah, I, I would say I would say is there is there a potential breakdown in the the especially your burrito that could cause it to go completely haywire? Well, if they put too much liquid in. They put too much liquid in, which I was I was going to get to just, like, if the folding of the burrito goes wrong, the whole thing oh. is crap. Um, and yeah, they've had to, sometimes they have to wrap it in a second burrito, add yeah. another quick 305 calories of animal lard. <laughs> right. Pile it on, I don't mind. Yeah, and I mean, I think with that, I think that I think about in, in terms of the bowls and everything, which is, 
there there is the you know what do what is our age group like but also from the perspective of these these companies um putting things in a bowl is a hell of a lot easier for them i think you know if we're mm-hmm. talking about sandwiches or wraps or whatever there's always the 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 issue of uh, a spoilage and i mean that not in things going bad but is in like ripping or tearing um i, I think for them it makes a lot of sense max you were going to say something well, yeah, I just think before we go any further, is it, is it not just that, like, most food you eat in either a bowl or a, a lot of it you eat on a plate, but mm-hmm. when you go out for lunch, they just figured out that you can't really make an easy plate that's a container to go, Yeah. so they've kind of shifted the plate into these things they call bowls, but if you talk about Chipotle's bowl or um, Sweet Green's bowls even, they're really more like plates with high edges that they think <laughs> can put a top on. Or, like, small casserole dishes. So I, I will I will say that Sweet Green has has some pretty nifty bowls that they've gotten out, which are very yeah. very deep. But um, oh. I hadn't thought of the plate thing. That that's right. I mean, I use plates at work, but that's because I warm up my food, and sometimes that's even I don't even do that because then I'm tossing away plates or whatever. But you're so, bringing it in a container that mm-hmm. could essentially be thought of as a bowl. Yeah, yeah I just and, eat it right out of the Tupperware. Basically, yeah. any lidded container could be thought of as a bowl because it's not like you know if you get a burrito chipotle doesn't hand it to you on a plate you know on a paper plate with tin foil over it like you're taking home leftovers from thanksgiving or the cookout yeah. <clears throat> and i should i should clarify i'm not ragging on chipotle i love chipotle yeah that's funny. Um, but i i've started to get i get salad at chipotle it's the same thing just without the you know 450 to 500 calories of tortilla and rice Salad salad as opposed to right. the innovation of rice salad. Right, right. So it's still I still get all of the good stuff that makes Chipotle delicious. Um But like I there's you know, I, I think it's easy to make that connection of like, oh it's in a bowl, it looks like a salad, it's good for me. Like kava, I love kava because, you know, it's me- well Mediterranean, that's healthy. You know. <laughs> it's connecting all of the buzzword dots. Mediterranean <laughs> salad. Um kale ooh la la um but it's just like you know it's it's convenience we're living in a convenience you know generation where we want we want things to be easier and it's easier for kind of everyone involved it's easier to put everything in a bowl it's easier to to eat out of a bowl you can kind of you know scrape up and down the sides if you need to yeah um so like it, it, I, I, don't, well, I don't think this is a problem. This isn't... Um, no, it's... This isn't it's, Soylent. This is not, we're going to eliminate food. The concept of food is going to radically change. This is just a... This is just a delivery so, mechanism. So I think back to... And, and I, I don't... I think it was actually a friend of the pod, Kevin, who, who said it to me. But, uh, you know, Taco Bell, all the food is the same. It's just packaged differently. And I think what maybe the innovation here is is you've talked about this a little bit it, it's it's less the it's less the food and it's about the packaging i mean matt both of you i would say max how how enjoyable is it when you get something and whatever is in it might be crap but when you have really appealing aesthetically pleasing packaging how how in, much more enjoyable does that make whatever product it is oh it's i mean just look to the iphone it makes it makes it way better yeah, yeah. I mean the 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 box that Apple products come in. I've never seen a Samsung box, but I know what an oh, Apple right. box looks like. 
Yeah, it's got that perfect, like, the seal is almost perfect, where you, like, slowly lift it, and it, like, yeah. kind of naturally just kind of slowly comes apart, because yeah. it's such a perfect, tight seal for the cardboard. Yeah, it's very yeah. satisfying. Yeah, I mean, and, and the only thing <laughs> Apple apparently has anymore is is uh, packaging, because they're not selling any of their products. Um, yeah. But I just, I think that's maybe what it is, and I think to, you know, I think of the emails I've gotten about these different places, and I know I see the the actual bowls for sweet green what they look like that they're showing off their packaging and i think that whenever i get a shipment from places like harry's or or something like that they do put a lot of care into their packaging and i think that that follows with with these these food items is the packaging is is innovating and what it if that means it's a bowl for these reasons of transport whether you're eating at your desk or on the go or whatever this is a very mobile group of people that are going and picking up lunch i mean um and maybe you want to get it to go but you're not sure well this is this is their packaging you get it in this bowl and you can sit down and eat it there or you can leave furthermore a lot of times they are talking about how they know have the signs it's like oh all of our all of our stuff can be thrown away because it's compostable or they say you know all of this is recyclable and it's made of post-consumer content so in the same vein, Sean is appealing to health consciousness. It's appealing to environmental concerns. That's true. Although I don't know how much of, you know. We talked about <coughs> plates versus bowls. I don't know how much of that is balanced out by, you know, a bowl. Even if it's made of recycled material, it takes up more. There's just there's more bowl than there is plate. So I feel like uh, yeah. Also, a burrito has to be more environmentally conscious than a bowl because I'm eating the container. <laughs> 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 yeah, but you're. But also think about think about the extra weight you're putting on by by uh, eating the container. Well, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> you are taking up more volume yourself. So who loses? And you are biodegradable, but at a very slow rate, apparently. <laughs> if if you're lucky, I mean, faster than styrofoam, right? Yeah, but we're not. I think uh, so. You throw that that burrito on the ground or the actual uh, tortilla, I should say. It, it'll be gone in like a week. I mean, I just, I know when I eat a chipotle burrito i feel like a styrofoam container full of the contents of a chipotle burrito (laughs) but like a small one like you tried to stuff the whole thing into one of the little to-go boxes and it's just like it's bursting in the seams yeah well and and i mean this the tin foil for not the aluminum foil um from chipotle uh, coupled with the bowl i mean that's that's kind of iconic too that's when i think of chipotle i think of that i mean for all the problems they have i don't think of you know contaminated lettuce i think of the the jokes they make about aluminum foil in in a bowl and the sound when you open it uh, which is weird to think about but it's it's true and it does make me wonder how it's someone brought it up recently in my presence which is the the mini cd and I thought of the, I think it was Men in Black 2, where they, they're like, oh, this is the future. And it makes me think of things like like raps, when there was this idea where, oh, raps are better for you. It was the Subway thing, whose right. Subway has died. And he was, it's like, oh, we're moving from bread to raps. Well, that was a very short stop on the way, and we've just gone to bowls. And, oh, Max, I know you're from somewhere where the roast beef sandwich is a really big deal. I mean, do you notice the the sandwiches even going away you mentioned a place called spice to us is is you know is the bowl phenomenon just taking root everywhere um i don't think so. there's still plenty of sandwich places around yeah um 
I don't think sandwiches are going anywhere. But I think a bowl is a good uh, alternative. It's, it's convenient. Um, yeah, spice is fascinating. It's like the robots make, make food for you. Ooh. Um, yeah, you like order on a computer, and then the robot gets your order, and then you can watch the robot make your food, and then some guy puts the finishing stuff on it and yells your name out. It's That is bougie. Mm, yeah. You can watch the death of labor right in front of you. You can really yeah. taste it. You can taste yeah. the capitalism. Well, and yeah. that and that leads to the the, uh, the other question that that is really the the last, uh, really the last question I have I have written down, which is you know is our bowls also elitist? I mean, Chipotle is very <laughs> inexpensive, but you have to you have to live somewhere where there's a Chipotle and and you know chicken and egg thing. By my office, it's a bunch of very white collar and and stuff government contracting and actual government office buildings and it's a very nice strip of kind of fancy bowl food places and there's a very certain type of person going there and i don't think that they have those everywhere like i mean max you live in a very um melting pot type of area i think that that there are not as many bowl food places there as there are in in arlington or um that's changing rapidly, but I think in downtown Boston, there's just as many bowl food places. Sure, between your poke bowls and your shawarma bowls. Oh, and God, your... don't get me started on poke bowls. You don't like the poke bowl? That's just a sushi salad, Sean. It's healthy. <laughs> right there, you go. Eat. Yeah. You know what? Eat white bread bologna sandwiches to own the libs. That's yeah. the move in a, for in a bowl. <laughs> so yeah, and honestly, and also we really did. We, I, I one last thing. We really did the real. When you talk about innovation in food, because you guys mentioned KFC earlier, the real innovation, the real, you know, pioneering step that not everyone agreed with, but I understood and I appreciated. It was KFC, but it was not the bowl. It was the double down because because <laughs> the thing is in this gluten free world we live in, where gluten is killing us slowly, you have to double down on the protein so that you get gout. That is the only way we can stop the evil of gluten. You nailed it. I think I think we're done here. <laughs> yes. Take take your meat, take your sandwich filling, take your turkey, take your ham, bread it, take uh, take double of it, bread it, deep fry it. That's your new sandwich. Yeah. Literally Take the, put that in a bowl and smoke it. Yeah, there you go. No, see what you have to do is you have to then put it in a food processor and liquefy it. Put it into a caulking gun and shoot it directly into your veins because that's basically what you're doing. That is also it's that I lifted that from the same Patton Oswalt bit about the about the KFC bowls. But you know, I mean, that just I mean that would take us a step closer to uh, what what the tech bras of silicon valley think is the real innovation in food which is not eating food anymore um and and i just uh we shouldn't we shouldn't close by talking about soylent because i I will i will get so angry that i will probably throw something through my wall but let just suffice it to say that i'm way more on board with bold food than i am with a bland uh flavorless nutrient shake yeah. What well, if you Max, had cereal out of a bowl, but instead of using milk or milk, you used <laughs> soylent? <laughs> Man, you would you would not need to eat for years, probably. Yeah, I mean, 
Ugh. No, no, you put those pumpkin <laughs> spice frosted flakes down, you monster. Oh, no. You millennial monster. <laughs> you know, for for those of you uh, waiting for this to become a video podcast someday, uh, Max is just parading pumpkin spice cereals in front of the camera uh, because he is a lunatic with no regard for human life. Um, eat him out of a bowl. But so they're salads. I, I, I mean, I thought you were going to say, instead of milk or milk, use yogurt, which is what I have been doing. I, I've rallied around cereal and yogurt as a breakfast. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan, and it's a good vehicle for my preferred old man cereal, which is grape nuts. Mm, grape it's nice, nuts like, good. add a little crunch to your yogurt. Um, yes. And the fact that we're talking about grape nuts and yogurt suggests to me that we've probably said all that needs to be said on the well, subject of bold uh, foods, right? So so I am going to tip my hat to, and I had this last weekend and realized that this is probably what everybody is copying. And, and I would say, please send us in what you think are the original bold foods. But um, I had a vermicelli bowl, which is not soup, but is like Vietnamese food without the, the broth part. And I mean, that's, that's a perfect it's like a noodle salad. Food. Yeah, it's a, it's a noodle salad, and it's it, it'll get you going for the rest of the day, and you feel you feel good about it. And I think that's one of the things that everybody's trying to copy. So, um, prob- once again, I think Southeast Asia is is one of the cradles of civilization. So, thank you, Southeast yeah, Asia. Huge, huge fan. There's a, a ton of uh, there's a, a large Vietnamese population in New Orleans, so I, I feel like I got in on the relative ground floor of. American white people adopting Vietnamese food. Um, oh yeah, this is this is another fan. example of cultural appropriation, yes. which is the the sub name of this podcast. Uh, if, and if you well, if you have a chance to eat Vietnamese food, you should do that. Um, it's very tasty. Uh, okay, so yes, as Pierce said, if you have thoughts about the OG bold foods or where we're going next, come find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty OK Pod and let us know what you think. And we move on now, as we do every week. To Pierce is sorry, and what is on the apology docket today? Um, so I, you know, with the snow coming down, and I really didn't know how how bad it was going to be, and also given that the football games yesterday, we're recording this on Sunday, we're not we're not that competitive, honestly. Uh, about halftime of the late game yesterday, I decided that that I kind of wanted something sweet, and um, the grocery stores were closed at this point because it was around. I don't know, 9.30, 10 o'clock. And uh, so I decided to make chocolate chip cookies, speaking Ooh. of poor food choices. So now now that there's a lot, bunch of snow on the ground, I realize I am not going to have the social engagements today that I thought I was going to have. I realize that chocolate chip cookies are, are not the greatest choice because now I'm just going to eat all of them. But that's not why I'm apologizing. I'm apologizing for this this week because I allowed myself to be duped into making one of these not even fancy but alternative chocolate chip recipes where someone says oh you need to do it this way and you need to use the stand mixer and all this different stuff and i made cookies and they're they're pretty good but at the end of the day i don't think that you should be duped out of making a classic so i apologize to whoever toll house employed whatever grandmother it was to make that original chocolate chip cookie recipe because it's Unimpeachable. It's a great cookie recipe, and I made one that made cookies that are fine, but I really wanted that 
recipe. And um, so I, I really failed Miss Tollhouse or whoever that is, and I apologize. We, the chocolate chip eating community accepts your apology. Thank you, community. <laughs> All right. So we will close the show as we do with a big idea from pop culture. And, uh, man, what's been going on? Um, I, I was, uh, when I was home for the holidays, I did some record shopping. There are some really great record stores in, in New Orleans. Um, and, uh, one of the things that I, I took home was an album by King Sonny Ade. So he is a, a legendary Nigerian musician. His oh. band's called the African Beats. Um, he he and his band are, are like a an all time favorite of Robert Criscow, who's this legendary rock critic um, and, and, and music reviewer. And so I, I I bought this album called Aura. I saw it uh, I saw it at a store for uh, you know ten dollars or something, um, <clears throat> and I brought it back with me. And I was listening to it actually this morning before we started recording, and it's delightful. It's you know it's got it's recognizable pop music, uh, but it like it's clearly it's a product of its culture. And the thing I kept thinking, you know, we talked about cultural appropriation a few minutes ago. The thing I kept thinking was, this is Paul Simon's Graceland without the without being led by a white guy, without the cultural appropriation. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. We 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 can see it. The ten people that listen to this can't see it, Max. Um. Which which one of your eleven copies of Graceland was that? I only have one. I don't believe that. It's the saddest truth of the day. <laughs> so what you're saying is that you have significantly fewer copies of Paul Simon's Graceland than you have of any Jethro Tull album. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the sad thing. Um, but it, it's you know, go go explore different cultures. You know, yeah. just <clears throat> pop pop culture doesn't have to be a uniquely American thing. Um, it doesn't have to be a uniquely European thing. Uh, you know, I, I think I've, I've talked about the band Krungbin before, and, and and the cool stuff that they're doing. You know, uh, drawing inspiration from soul and funk records from places like Thailand and Iran, uh, and, and you know, there there's there's just room. It, it feels a lot. You know, uh, I'm gonna yell at a cloud a little bit, but it feels a lot like, you know, uh, the the funnel of influences for pop culture ha- has narrowed significantly. You know, uh, all quote unquote all of the music sounds alike, um, but but really, if you're willing to put in a little effort, there is intriguing source material out there for you to be inspired by as a creator uh, or just to enjoy as a listener. So I, I'm really glad I, I got uh, that album as well as uh, Zombie, which is a, a live I think it's a live record by Fela Kuti, uh, which is another like all-time classic record. Um, so I'm glad I stepped out of my comfort zone a little bit and you ought to as well. Yeah, uh, highly re- that reminds me. Highly, highly recommend their their various playlists. You can find just nineteen seventies uh, Afro psychedelic rock, 
which Hell sounds yeah. intimidating, but it's just really cool music. It's like, okay, these are speaking of innovators, which is clearly the, the, what this podcast is about today, but those are some real innovators. And unfortunately you don't hear those sounds in America as much as you should. Yep. All right. That is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty OK Pod or at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com. We've also got some writing coming out there over the next few days. I believe we've got a review from Ian. And then, uh, Pierce, you wrote about a film that you saw recently. Yes, uh, I did. Which um, I had a lot of fun editing uh, and sort of talking back and forth with you about uh, about the film, which I had not seen. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I needed to talk to you to kind of understand where you were coming from. But I, I, I enjoyed that conversation a lot. Yeah. Uh, and it's, hopefully you'll, it's, you'll like it too. Yeah, it's on, it's on the, the film McQueen, which was a documentary that came out in 2018, which is streaming on Amazon. So for free, if you have Prime. Um, so you should, you should watch it and, you know, disagree with me. Uh, you can also subscribe to our feed so that every Tuesday you get this podcast on your device of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, most other places that you listen. Um, if you do that, please do us a huge favor. Leave a rating, review, uh, or just if you have a friend who you think might be interested in what we're doing, tell them about the show. We'd love to share it with them, too. We will be back again next week, as always, to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Matt. Thanks for listening. Bye.